Welcome to the Devin and Chris podcast. Joined by Claire. <laughs> Scanning copies. Hello, hello. I kind of like the uh, the name Woods and Water podcast. We can talk about the woods, the water. Kind of ties in with real estate, ties in with fishing, conservation. Yeah, absolutely. I like that. But uh, if you would have bought crypto a year ago... You'd be sitting kind of nice right now, right? You'd be doing very nice, especially specifically if you bought Ethereum. You'd be up over a thousand percent right now. That's nuts. My buddy Daryl just texted me this morning. He says Ethereum's on its way to 10K. Minimum. We could see 12 to 15K. I believe it was JPM Morgan. JP Morgan recently put out a price prediction of 15K. Wow. By the end of this year, or just like that's where it's going to cap? By the end of this year, they believe it's going to cap at 30. Well, can you explain, I mean, just for me, because I'm, I'm pretty much a, a dumbass when it comes to cryptocurrency. I just know that it's something good to get into. So it's always good to talk to people that actually know the, what it is and, and how it works. Well, so it's kind of a big question as you have a lot of different projects that... Well, it's kind of a big, broad question as you have a lot of different projects that are focusing on different parts of the blockchain technology. You have assets like Bitcoin, which are more of just a store of value. You have projects like Ethereum, which are going to move towards more of a new system we're going to see. It's moving away from the blockchain technology and moving towards smart contracts. What are smart contracts? So smart contracts are going to be a way... To really simply sum it up for everyone, it's going to be more energy efficient. It's going to be a proof of staking. So instead of running off constant energy consumption, that's the biggest concern behind Bitcoin, it will instead be staked. And the cryptocurrency you stake will be answering questions, if you will, at the end of the day. Okay. So, so I mean, how does somebody get into crypto like bitcoin is almost seventy thousand dollars right i mean that just seems like okay there's no way that's going to go any higher that's just it it seems so unattainable for for someone but you can buy it in bits right like little pieces of one bitcoin so the term for that is satoshis bitcoin's actually broken down to which is after the name creator himself satoshi does in has anybody seen this man or woman no one knows where Satoshi is. Some speculate he might be dead. He has the biggest Bitcoin wallet in existence, but it's never moved. So it, it's probably aliens. It very well I could mean, be aliens at this point. Elon Musk himself. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what else is going? Like I, I hear about banks um, like adapting this. And when I was down in uh, Iowa a couple months ago, I was at this venue and, and they had an ATM machine and right next to it, they had a Bitcoin ATM machine. Have you heard of that? I have. I have. It's a trend I'm not very familiar with, but anything that brings attention to Bitcoin is good attention. It's really just to bring the average consumer closer, people who aren't necessarily going to be on their computer searching up on websites like Coinbase where I can buy Bitcoin. Instead, they might walk by and it catches their eye. I see. So... Yeah, so the platforms to buy Bitcoin, you have Coinbase, you have uh, Robinhood. I feel like there was a... 
So you have some trading brokerages as well getting into it, like Webull, along with Robinhood. They're a good one. Is a trading brokerage something like a Thrivent, like a, an actual financial planning company that, are they adapting it? A lot speculate they might be companies such as Fidelity. Right now, they just have companies such as uh, Grayscale running trust through Bitcoin that are more of an ETF. An ETF, is there an NFT or is it in non, what is a, shoot, I don't even know what I'm saying. These, there's some artists. I ran into one a couple days ago. She, uh, she was smiling from ear to ear. And I walk up and I'm like, hey, what's going on? You look really happy. Like, what's, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. She made $4,000 from a simple drawing of a leaf that she turned into an NFT. NFT. Which stands for non fungible token. Okay. So, how do we doodle and get paid on that? So, you're going to be going through different sites for that I'm not familiar with. I'm not an artist, but I do know that it's like, take an old comic book of Spider-Man. You bought that first edition and held on to it. Mm-hmm. With an NFT where it's different is you have a digital signature attached to it. Okay. So it's going to be a, into the world of art, but instead it has a digital signature attached to it. So it's very unique. You can't replicate it in any way. And you can sell it? You can sell it. Uh, is that how is that how people are making money, or is it is that how where the value comes from? Is that how this gal made four grand? Yeah. So she she would have put it into a marketplace in which it would have just been determined like most assets. The next person determines they want to pay more than the last person for it. And what she said was the day that she did this little drawing of a leaf, and she instantly made four hundred bucks. Oh, that's amazing! And then two days later. She got the notification that somebody bought that for four thousand dollars. Wow, wow! And it right. doesn't surprise me. We currently have a what's called a crypto rock that sold for a million dollars this year. Wow! Which is a picture of a rock. How can that sustain itself? Like how how is this not gonna just fall off and not really be anymore? I do believe most of them will. Yeah. At the same time, we're currently in a state where we're printing a lot of money, and the money's got to go somewhere. It was described to me that that I should think of investing in cryptocurrency as a super awesome bank account, and and you know as opposed to having a savings account at one of the banks, you buy crypto and it sits in that save that account and it really only grows. It does stair step, you know, but it's kind of like a long haul investment. But it's it's crazy. It, you can take it out any time, right? Yeah, you can take it out whenever you want, and it's really a way to beat inflation, where when your money's sitting in your bank account, it's it's not doing anything for you. It's maybe at, what, 0.7% in some uh, savings accounts, where in crypto, you can stake it with companies as low as 1.5 APY. Wow. There's average companies out there, like, I believe they're BlockFi going for 6% APY. Claire? Yeah? Are you buying crypto? Are you invested in crypto at all? My silence is the answer. I know nothing. I'm, I'm very intrigued, but I, I'm so naive to it. So, When we mention cryptocurrency, what project comes to mind? Project? What current, like what cryptocurrency? I don't even know what that means. So like you got Dogecoin or the Dogecoin? See, I don't even know Bitcoin. how to say it. 
That's why I ask. That's the first that usually that's comes the to people's minds. Understanding mind. I have of it, I'm intrigued, but I am so naive. So that's and actually. I'm not gonna have to jump on that bandwagon sooner. Well, yeah, because there's probably a ton of people, and like I knew nothing about it, absolutely, and I still feel like I don't know anything about it. But I did take that risk, and I'm like, okay, well, I started putting my tip money from my shows all towards crypto. Sure. I'm really glad I did because it's. It's grown, yeah, and I'm like, really? shit, why didn't I do this earlier, you know? Yeah. So, I'm not against it. I'm just, I am a little overwhelmed on learning about it. But I know I need to get to it pretty soon. <laughs> I want to stick with the times. Well, I know of this uh, really cool podcast that's going to be coming out that you could uh, get educated, Claire. <laughs> Perfect. With your uh, <laughs> tip strategy, I wanted to touch back to that. That goes something with what they call the dollar cost averaging strategy. Have you heard of it before? No. So essentially, you're going to determine weekly, monthly, an amount of money you're comfortable with. You can cut out costs of your life, say uh, that one weekly trip to the bar, cut out some cigarettes, something that's just not healthy in your life, Mm -hmm. and repurpose that into cryptocurrency. So you're going to take from $10 to $100. If you can do more, great. And just every week or month, consistently put that into cryptocurrency. And over time, that'll grow and beat the market. Okay. I understand the concept. But is it, so is this just basically a uh, how to budget? It's a way to budget and a way to not time the market. That's the biggest problem people have with cryptocurrency is they're on the sidelines waiting for that right time to strike. And right. They never like, strike. Like a month or two ago when it dropped back down to 35 or whatever it did. Exactly. We all should have bought it because it went from 65 down to 35. And then now it's wherever it is. It's back up past 65, right? Yeah. And it's really breaking down that mindset of trying to find that right time. When do I buy it? What's the market doing? When you look at it, it's constantly a roller coaster between lately $50,000 and now our new all time high of coming up $68,000. Yeah. That's, that's a pretty awesome bank account. So Anyway, uh, but that's the thing with it. It's not doesn't have to be a full bank account with Bitcoin. You can break it down in Satoshi's and buy much smaller trace amounts of it. Right. And that's what I've done. I've never been able to afford an entire Bitcoin. I, I wish I could myself. I've started myself with a point oh one Satoshi point oh one. And then so over I mean, if you don't if it's too personal, we can edit this out. But like, what has that grown to for you since doing that? Sure. So uh, the one we'll get into is Ethereum. Ethereum, I started out in December 2020 and put in about $1,000. And uh, just when I checked that yesterday, that account alone has grown to $10,000. Wow. That's really awesome. And then on top of that, I've then uh, dollar cost averaged into various other projects as well. So I want to figure out how to do that. Because I I actually decided two days ago. That I'm gonna I'm gonna stop drinking for 90 days. Yep. It's just I'm gonna do it for my health and you know try to beat the winter. Uh, I put on you know insulation during the winter time and so and I like beer. So I'm just gonna gonna try that. So like if I wanted to dollar cost average what I was spending in beer a week or a month, how do I set that up? Is that something manually? I go to my bank account and or go into whatever. Uh, what am I trying to say? Store commerce spot and put it there instead. So where I would start with that is going to Coinbase Mm -hmm. on Coinbase. You can do that either on your computer or on your phone. 
And through them, they'll actually have an option that you can set up that you tell them how much you want to pull out of your account every weekly or monthly. Awesome. Yeah, it takes all that hassle, stress out of it for you. You just kind of click and forget. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, what a what a motivator to maybe look at you know where you're spending your money on just stupid shit. You know, pardon my language. I don't know if we're allowed to cuss on this podcast, but I did. And for me, how I looked at it, a lot of us are in that place. We would love to be whether it's a first time buyer, buy that new expense, that new bike, that new truck. But saving can be really hard. And so what better of a way just to every week put aside $10. Mm-hmm. And then not only does that grow over time for you, it's exponentially grows. <laughs> and you get to say, okay, this $10 per week, I want to go to whatever crypto. Yep. And it's only going to go to that one, like Bitcoin or Ethereum. Or- if you did the kind of automated win. But I prefer to actually manually do it sure. and pick a list of, say, 10 projects you really believe in, do some what's called D&D, due diligence on it, and just consistently always invest into them. That's the thing. Even when you see the markets really scary, when you see the markets doing really well, just sticking with it. Mm-hmm. In it for the long haul. Well, that's cool. When, when we're done with our little uh, project today, I'm going to might have you show me how to to do that, to get myself set up in my uh, Coinbase. I'd be happy to. Yeah, that's that's really exciting. Well, should we uh, should we take a pause, make a coffee? Yeah, that sounds good. And then uh, we'll come back. Actually, I, there there is another question about the crypto that I've heard about from this artist that made that four grand. She says, oh, you can do this with music, like jingles or, or whatever. And I've got stuff like that that I feel like I could maybe put out there. Oh, absolutely. It actually goes deeper than that. There's a few projects. I'll have to look them up and we'll bring them to you after the break. But the big idea behind them is cutting out the middleman in the music industry, taking out that person who profits from you, the artist, and instead bringing all of that money to you directly from the consumer. That sounds great. I, I get I get a check from iTunes like once a year and it's for like 0.0001 pennies. I mean the streaming the these streaming services unless you're you're you've made it huge like say Joe Rogan's podcast he's making most of his money from the sponsorships you, the 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 amount of money an artist makes off of streaming is ridiculous and it's getting much harder to actually buy an album you know what I mean unless I sell it off my website and then I have to send it out and do all that kind of stuff it's just the uh the streaming is really not in the favor at all of the creators. No, and that's why I really hope we move towards some decentralization. Yes, amen. All right, we're going to take a little break here. Now, word from our sponsors. We've got Miss Claire. She's a successful real estate agent from Hudson, Wisconsin. She's got a wonderful son. She enjoys riding a Harley. She's smiling right now. It's probably too early for this. She didn't know. (laughs) All right, we'll be back. Yeah, we don't get weekends in the real estate biz. Sunday, Monday, fun day. But it's Tuesday. Oh, man, that cup of coffee was so nice. 
Yeah, that was um, just a really good light rose from Ethiopia. Gosh, man, I tell you what. How do you clean out one of those Keurig machines anyway? Uh, you just put it in the trash. <laughs> Have you ever thought about it? So far it's been raining so hard. Better just go buy another one and return it, the old one. I was told by a coffee roaster up in Alaska great coffee we should order some for the team for christmas but i was told just how dirty those keurigs get like the in the hose the plastic hoses and they can never be cleaned out and they're just filthy yeah i I, uh grind my own beans every morning and uh do a pour over nice oh yeah pour overs are good have you heard of the aeropress you heard of one of those yeah those are really cool like super compact they you can uh, do it pour over style or you can do like a, a a French press, or you can do it real concentrated like an espresso. Yep. Yeah, I have a French press, and but my go-to is the pour-over. Yeah, it's the quickest, isn't it? No. Really? No, but it's like the purest form, that, like the flavor of beans that you get out of it. The profile is just like, it'll take Folgers to a whole nother, le- whole nother level. Wait a second. So you're telling me that you use Folgers? No. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> that's... No, a poor example, but it yeah. makes it makes yeah. the coffee experience just way better. Ah, man, coffee's so good. We should we should do a whole episode on coffee beans and how to how to make coffee properly. I'd I'd be up for that. I'd be really wired though. We'll wait till weed is legal. <laughs> good good balance. So Anton Martinez. It's pronounced Martinez. Martinez. Antonio Banderas. <laughs> Yo quiero Taco Bell. Anton is on the Snyder team with me. Uh, great, great dude. How long have you been doing real estate? Um, year and a half. Do you like it? I love it. Why do you love it? I was in a career prior to this for 24 years where I was... Um, in a store for 24 years. Uh, probably reached my maximum growth. Um, and then once I found real estate and the team, like I just enjoy the opportunity to really just kind of make as much money as I feasibly can and have it all be my responsibility. Yeah, it's on you. You are in your own control of your destiny. Is, yep. that, what, is that what you mean? Yeah, like uh, it's going from getting a paycheck every week to not knowing when you're going to get a paycheck really has some motivation behind it. 100%, it does. Like I can totally relate. Um, playing music my whole life and just paycheck to paycheck, just going after the gigs. And like, if I didn't go after them, I didn't like, I didn't eat or I ate top ramen and water. Yeah. I'd actually be able to afford the jelly with the peanut butter. Nice. And, you know, peanut butter and jelly. Claire, you can laugh. I, you're talking about the kind that the jelly is mixed in with the peanut butter. Oh, gross. I can't afford that. I was going to say that's some bougie. <laughs> That's it. That is bougie. So do you have to keep that in the fridge? Or is that shelf? 
Okay. I, I keep jelly. I think that weird probably doesn't need to be refrigerated. It's it's got a shelf. It's got a pretty extensive shelf life. Well, what about that bologna? I hate, bologna grosses me out, but the uh, bologna with like the stuff in the bologna, like the pimentos and the olives, and have you ever seen that kind of bologna? Yeah, what's I, I grew up eating like the Oscar Mayer bologna sandwiches. Those are phenomenal. Well, we can American cheese, American cheese, America. Oh, yeah. Mayonnaise or Miracle Whip? Both. Mayonnaise. At the same time? No, like either either one, depending on the application. Okay. Totally off subject. I was I had a really good question for you. <laughs> and I don't remember what my question was, but it doesn't matter. So back to the real estate thing. You've been doing real estate for a year and a half and you have four kids? Four kids, yeah. That's awesome, man. And you're married. Married. Cool. <laughs> so what do you have going on uh, in real estate today? What are you, what are you doing? Uh, I just uh, finished helping one of our teammates out um, with one of his clients that are out looking at a property, um, which I think is going to work out for them. They're super excited about the home. Um, not one of those situations where they're going to have to go $30,000 over asking, wave all kinds of stuff. It's a beautiful home that they'll be able to put a little elbow grease into and have a lot of equity to grow into over the next couple of years. So great home. Um, then later on this evening after dinner, I have, um, a listing appointment to go on and have a couple other uh, buyers to kind of figure out what they want to do. Yeah. I had a really fun time with you this weekend going up North and, um, showing houses and meeting people and going fishing. Yeah. It'll be sweet. if we can get that listing over there on Connor's Lake. Yeah. That's going to be super sweet. And it was, it was great. I like, I got hit a couple times on a little Senko worm. It, it, it was like a 50 inch musky or something. It had to have been huge. Yeah. Just smacking that. It was, it was smacking it. And, but we didn't catch any fish. We were bank fishing. Yeah, uh, you were you were having some good success with that that little wacky worm, and I mean, I threw about everything else out out at, out out at the water that we could. Uh, floating rapala jointed, uh, little curly tail with a grub with a jig. Um, what else? Jeez, that lake was really uh, promising. That lake looked sweet. I think it was what fifteen or twenty feet in the deepest part, and it yeah. had. Uh, sand, muck, and floating vegetation. Yeah, and private. And private. That's unreal. Yep. And I mean, surrounded by tons of other great lakes, uh, Devil's Lake, Yellow, um, just, you know, actually, no, I was neighboring to Voyager Village, so I, probably the property line um, at some point probably touched Voyager Village or just right down the road. Really? Yeah. I didn't realize we were that close to Voyager Village. Yeah, just probably... A mile down the road. I should have stopped in to see my clients. I'm closing on a house here on the, the 12th, and they're they're right there. I had no idea that we were that close. I thought it was a little further. No, the, when, when you said you were going to uh, the golf course right after, I assumed you were just going to go to the Voyager Village golf course, but you were headed the other direction. Yeah, the, the secret Balsam Lake golf course. There's a golf course there. Oh, Balsam Lake's sweet. Balsam Lake is super sweet. I've caught some big fish out of that lake. Big northern. 
I have a buddy that uh, has a place over there, and uh, last summer we went and didn't catch a damn thing, except for a buzz. Well, tell tell us about that uh, that uh, potential listing um, without giving the address or anything. Yeah, you know, um, ten acres. Um, I guess you can call it right on Connors Lake. A street divides the property, but they have um, the property shore that is. Uh, directly across the small street is private property. It belongs. It's deeded to the to, deeded to the homeowner. Um, had an old hangar, air, airplane hangar that was um, made into another living space. Um, I believe it has the heated floors. I found that out. Um, has a full living room, full kitchen, two bedroom, or excuse me, one bedroom, two beds, full bath. Um, that's just in the, in the, the renovated garage. Uh, the main room or main house had, I think, I guess you can call it two bedrooms, um, three season porch. Um, I'm assuming all of the quote unquote guts of the home, like the plumbing and everything has been done to the highest standards. Like the quality of the home is just unbelievable. And there's, marsh right behind it um like no neighbors on either side for quite ways that three season porch was really something it had that like a bed in it or really like a couch that you'd see inside a huge grand room overlooking that back marsh it was really beautiful on that fireplace is the fireplace what santa claus could easily slide down that thing yep easily i mean it's right in the center of the room kind of separates the kitchen it's almost like the only wall in that grand room yeah right all that stone going from floor to ceiling it's just unbelievable and the two car tuck under garage is super awesome there too the uh now the the pole the pole barn was probably just as impressive as the house in my opinion oh yeah i mean it had like a i mean it it had a cabin inside the pole barn. It felt like there was a cabin and the pole barn was built around it. Yeah, brand new lift in there so you can, you know, park your vehicle, lift it up, have just a ton of more space. Yeah, that was that was pretty impressive. But that was that was a really fun day. And afterwards, and we still hadn't caught a fish at this point, we uh went down to Webster um to check out this little listing we have. And uh we found this really nice couple and uh, turns out they they need to list their house, so that's where you're headed tonight, right? Yeah, yep, that's the appointment uh, going on tonight. Um, and what cool neighbors, huh? Oh, yeah, so I walk over to introduce myself to the neighbors just because I hadn't met them yet, and uh, they instantly became best friends with these potential buyers, which is fantastic. Yeah, nothing like good neighbors. Oh, it, yeah, it was, it was really cool. Like, it was hard to pull them apart. I think... Um, the uh the the buyer he's a construction guy for like 50 years and so the neighbor's asking if this this buyer would actually build a fence for him so he might have even got some work from the neighbor already and then the neighbor comes out and hands us two completely filled gallon bags of fish filleted cleaned caught the night before so we actually got fish that day even though we didn't catch any yeah i mean but who knows who knows? Oh, well, we can edit that out. <laughs> we just have to go fishing again. But, um, I mean, in addition to uh, those properties, 
um, and the clients that we were able to, you know, meet and, you know, that, that drone footage that you were able to capture of, of both those properties is just like mind blowing. Like, um, like to be able to document property lines, what that upward angle view or downward angle view from that drone is just, I mean, it's mind blowing. It it's is. a game changer. Yeah, it's fun. It's I, I love bringing it out and just throwing it up and seeing what the topography is. I've always been into maps, so to see it from a bird bird's eye view is just really really cool. Um, yeah. So, well, good luck on your uh, your appointment today, and um, I really look forward to developing this podcast with you guys. Claire, you have to be on the podcast too. Like, I'm so busy wrapping up all of these closings before the holidays i'm sorry i've been so quiet actually you've been like the loudest that copy machine <laughs> i know <laughs> it's but we don't have an official studio built yet but maybe we will so claire how many uh closings do you have already on the books for the next month or two i'm wrapping up four closings before christmas so it's nice mm-hmm. i know i got three this month i'm not gonna be able to be there for two of them though Kind of sad about that. Why not? Because I'm going to Savannah. Oh. You know what I do if I can't be present for a closing? I usually will FaceTime them while they're there. Well, I don't mind that part much. It's the final walkthrough that I'm oh. kind of bummed out about. Well, if you need help with doing any walkthroughs, let us know. That's what we're all here for. I know a lot of colleagues on the center team have helped me if I'm not around. It's like, hey, will you take my clients, please, to just do a walkthrough? So... Yeah, I I don't know if I'd be able to, um, being that I'm only licensed in Wisconsin, but I'd be happy to if I'm able to, or if I'm allowed to, or Devin. Or that's one of the great things about the Snyder team is that I know I feel like super supported. It's a it's a great it's a great everybody's great. I like everybody, and uh, it seems like each time I come into the office, uh, I get to meet somebody new. Did you meet that new lady? I forget it. I don't remember her name. I think there's three. Yeah. Oh, there's, okay. There's um, Joey, there's Angela, and then there's the Popo from St. Paul. Nicole. Nicole. Okay. She's my, I have a good, one of my closest, or yeah, one of my cousins um, is also in law enforcement downtown St. Paul and knows her very well. And um, I said, hey, you know, Nicole's on our team now. And he said, don't meet her in a dark alley. <laughs> she's business huh? <laughs> yep so i will not challenge her in any way shape or form Had, has uh I do, is our team meeting we have a team meeting tomorrow and no nope. nope. it no. actually got moved to next week oh well that's cool that means the office might be empty mm, katie will probably be here katie's cool katie's amazing she's she's pretty awesome where what where is she today? Uh, she's home office today. Nice. I think nice. working on some of the crap that you and I put on her. Oops. <laughs> I was hoping she was going to be in today. I always like coming off of a weekend because she always acts like she's so interested in what I've been up to. I don't know if she actually is, but oh, she's a sweetheart. tell us about your weekend. No, no, no. We can <laughs> edit out. That's that's me and Katie's ritual. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll make sure girls. Katie's here next for the time. Girls. Well, um, should we, so some of our team, they're out at a e- EXP event. Yep. Down in Vegas. Uh, uh, 
Expon, what, what the hell? EXPCon. EXPCon. Yeah, our team lead, one of our team leads, uh, I think two or three of our other team mem- uh, members are there. I think Bob's probably, he's probably hunting. They're definitely not poolside. They're getting leads. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Totally getting leads. I went two years ago. I learned a lot about EXP. That's good. <laughs> Did you retain it? Did Believe you- it or not, yes, actually. I mean, how cool is it to be able to say, for me, I joined this team in this brokerage, and 36 hours later, I'm on a 5 a.m. flight with Bob and Jen Snyder and a couple other members of the Snyder team to Vegas for the biggest conference for our brokerage, like, in the world. How awesome is that? Yeah. <laughs> what, a, what an yeah, I think, opportunity. Yeah. I think uh, Grant Cardone is one of the speakers. Um, who's that? Venus Williams. Venus Williams. Oh, oh, man. She's a badass. Is that the... Tennis, tennis player. Yeah, yeah, her and her sister are like just rock stars. I think they just had a movie made about them that came out recently. Yeah, well, I mean, EXP is a great company. I am totally new to the real estate deal. And uh, before I chose my brokerage, I did interview some other companies. And um, several of my friends who are agents um, across the country, they're telling me, do yourself a favor and look into EXP. It's a great business model, and I couldn't imagine myself being in another brokerage. It's uh, it's pretty cool. We'll, we'll do a podcast and really focus on the EXP and, and what it is. And if anybody has questions, just reach out to one of us on the Snyder team. Condo, downtown Minneapolis. Oh, wow. Is that being built? Yeah, they're getting renovated. And I have a good friend of mine who... Uh, is on a renovation crew, so he goes to like all the swanky places and does all the demo and gets them all ready. Cool. Should we call? Should we uh, maybe call Gwen, or should we call somebody in Vegas right now and just? They they uh, I would imagine they're probably going through meetings and stuff like that. I would imagine. Well, they're one hour or two hours before us. Two hours. So they're two hours behind us, and it is, what, noon? Noon right now, so 10 a.m. They're no, probably having a Bloody Mary. A big thing right now. Oh, being, everybody's talking, except for Gwen. She's off on the side on a phone call. That's true. And that's okay. It's probably business. I, I just I wish we could call somebody. And we have um, another EXP conference meeting thing in Cabo coming up, I think. Yeah. What? Yeah. It's sold out though, isn't it? I, I thought it was only like the first hotel that we were oh, at. Oh, really? I don't I know if... Go. I would go to that. Yeah, Cabo sounds sweet. I've never been to Cabo. Me neither. I, I, would, I want to go there just actually to fish. <laughs> well, we don't have to go to the conference. I mean, we can go to Cabo and just go fish. <laughs> I suppose if it's sold out. Yeah. We can come back in powwow at the end of the night. Yeah. What'd you guys learn? Oh, we recruited some agents out on the fishing boat. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Javier's joining us soon. <laughs> We're adding some diversity. <laughs> well, here, let's see here. So you think Bob's in a deer? If we call Bob right now, are we going to chase away his big buck? He won't fucking answer. He <laughs> better have his phone on silent. Oh, he, hey, he would. He does it. Um, shoot. Um, One way to find out. Live from the deer stand. Yeah, we're going to see if Bob, Bob, he, you know, he might be, 
he might have been out since morning. He might. Be- You've reached the mobile voicemail system for Bob Schneider. That is true. Is Please true. leave your name, telephone number, and a detailed message, and I'll get back to you as soon as I'm able. All right. See, he's in a deer stand. He is in a deer stand right now. He sits on something like 300 acres, doesn't he? And uh, yeah, I think that's or maybe 350. And uh, he's doing deer management this year, so he's trying to clear out some does, I think. And you know, it's a a fun fact that I just figured out this year about deer hunting. You have to, as a, I think a, a good deer hunter, you obviously want to prevent your human smells from being in the area. So they actually sell like dough. I don't know if it's urine or. I did just learn this. Okay. Because it's... (laughs) Wait. People's people's spouses will do to sabotage their hunting. They'll wash their hunting clothes in a regular load of laundry. Well, see... That's what a lot of wives and girlfriends do is sabotage their boyfriends and husbands. Why would they do that? Because they're they're gone. I'm the wife slash girlfriend going hunting, providing for my family. You're (laughs) cheating hard. That would cause that, maybe. Yeah. So that just that I don't know. I don't know why that just blows my mind. You got to soak yourself in yeah. in dough pheromones. Like that's. I'd what do be, you do when you go to the bar? <laughs> what do you do? Yeah. You soak yourself in. I go to the, I've, pheromones. Go to the bar. <laughs> go to the like. I don't know. You know Armani, duh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, wouldn't you be worried about getting like? Bucked by a buck. <laughs> I mean, I got I got charged by one a couple years ago walking to my stand. But were you covered in dough urine? No, they're just <laughs> you, you drank all night the night before. <laughs> <laughs> I beat the man. <laughs> <laughs> so last night I was over at my buddy uh, Ben's house in Somerset. He's got a big pole barn. He's letting me store my fishing kayaks up in the rafters and he had to go get his son to a basketball game and he came back he's like snyder get in the truck there's a huge buck and so we went driving all around and he's describing this buck i guess it had these are they called paddles and he, he said they look like caribou they belonged on a caribou oh yeah they get like a deformity on their antlers so it had the full antlers and but then these paddles and he said it was just a monster monster buck so on my way home last night i was trying to drive real slow and there were so many does out now that i was because i was looking for him i'm like wow there's it'd be so easy to just one run into your car Have you ever hit a deer anybody i've had a deer hit me no like ran into the side of my vehicle anton saw a big Papa over in the burbs. Yeah, I, I was. Uh, Snapchat. You know, it was about an eight point buck chasing, you know, chasing down this lady, and um, then I saw this little two pointer behind him, like trying to run game on on the on the doe, and so Big Papa was like, uh-uh. "Hey, young buck, you better get out of here." <laughs> Started chasing him down in like neighbors' yards. I'm like, this is pretty cool. Anton's doing like voices for all of them. Yeah, <laughs> that's perfect. Coming up with a storyline. Yes, that would be great. Just like I, piece together a bunch of uh, cell phone footage of your narration. I, that was like 
for whatever reason, that was the first like time it hit me that all these old school dudes that I've known over the years, they've always been like, Hey, hey, young buck, you better settle down. I'm like, oh, okay, no, I, I, I got it, I got it. <laughs> I, I had this idea the other day um, for a, the next song I want to write, and it's gonna be called Buck Buck Doe. Buck Buck Doe, you know, like uh, duck, duck Duck, duck Gray Duck, or yeah, yeah, but Buck Buck Doe, and it's always two bucks fighting over a doe. Or anyway, I think that's way funnier than you guys think. So. Yeah, it's it's clearly it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's Anton, folks. He's uh he's one of the hosts of the uh, the podcast here, and um, we got Devin. Devin's our crypto crypto king. Very smart individual, very tech savvy. Not to be mistaken with uh, Devin the dude. Who's that? You don't know who Devin the dude is? No. He's like, really? He's a, he's a rapper. I've heard a little Dicky. Have you heard a little Dicky? I have. His show is hilarious. It's ridiculous. Is he seriously that popular, or is it from the show, or was his rap actually more? That's a good question. You know what I mean? If you haven't heard his music, it's you gotta. I mean, I think Devin the dude has a song about like pooping on the toilet. I should see if I can find it. Well, here's a picture of him, Devin the dude. Should I ask my six-year-old? Would he know who this oh, is? He, he's like my kind of generation, so probably not. Oh, okay. Well, when you said he has a song about pooping on the toilet, I assumed. <laughs> what you, you One of his songs is Doobie Ashtray. Doobie Ashtray. Okay. Speaking of... Uh, bathroom break i need to uh, visit devin you can come hop on this microphone and talk to anton if you want to you want to yeah come on over we'll just keep this thing rolling. Continuing it. yeah I'm not. do you want to continue talking it's kind of cool to hear your deep baritone voice anton as soon as i heard his voice i'm like dude we got to do a podcast my voice does sound pretty good on here yeah it does we should do like an evening podcast to some jazz music? Yeah, that'd be sweet. All right, we're, we're going to be back. We're going to take a very short break. And when we get back, we're going to prank phone, prank phone call somebody. We may even uh, have Devin talk some more about this crypto world, this crazy crypto world we're living in. I think he had an appointment this morning. Live in the field, where's Waldo? Where's Waldo? He listens to a lot of reggae and hip-hop, so I wonder if... Do we get you ghost- have reached Anton Martinez with EXP Realty, the Dang. Snyder team. Ghosted. Leave me a voice message after the beep or send me a text message and I will get back to you as soon as I can. Um, yeah, my name is Johnny B and uh, me and Betsy, we're coming up from Alabama and uh, we're looking for a little spot to maybe just uh, 
sat down and we got a little, we raised baby alligators and we got a alligator tail business and we travel around the state fairs and fry them up. And then uh, we cut off some of the teeth and we have a little petting zoo for kids. And uh, we just wanted to see if maybe you have a piece of property that you could you could get to us. And maybe we could just sit and caretake it for a couple of years while we look for something. Um, all right, give me a call back, Anton. My, we're out toilet paper. <laughs> all right. <laughs> First spring call. So that's how the prank calls go, but it's really funny when you get them on the phone. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh that'd be fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I, I've gotten, like, really fucking weird calls, though, before. Like, I haven't called you yet. Yeah. <laughs> well, I never answer, so there's that. There's that. <laughs> I bet Bob would answer. I get a few groovy, like, leads where they're, like, texting, asking for, like, fun. yeah. And I usually will, I'll banter back a little just because. Like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I always, I, actually the last series of prank phone calls that I made um, were to some people I didn't know that a friend <laughs> wanted me to call and I ended up really pissing all of them off. Oh, really? Oh, they got so mad. They got so bent out of shape. That was before you came, became a realtor, right? No, I was definitely a realtor. They threatened to leave me bad reviews. <laughs> oh, no, they Googled my phone number and I didn't block my phone number. So then they found out who it was and it's like, oh, Chris. That's really funny. You're like, oh, lighten up. Yeah. Well, I do believe that's what they call a Karen. Yeah. Metaverse. The meta. Verse. Meta. What is the metaverse? Well, you see, the metaverse was a famously coined term from the 1992 novel Snow Crash. The metaverse, think back to the days of RuneScape. It's simply an online virtual world in which you create an avatar and you escape the real world for a bit. So it's like a video game. It's a video game. It's the future of video games. So it's a virtual reality. Kind of, right? Correct. Uh, within different platforms, one known as Decentraland. That's where a lot of the corporations are moving towards at this time. So you would mentioned earlier that what's going on is Facebook feels like that it, it's outgrown its platform and it needs to move on to greener pastures. Yeah, just recently uh, Zuckerberg urged all the users, urged the company to really shift their mindsets looking at it that Facebook has outgrown the social media platform and to really be modern, we need to move towards these virtual business meetings, virtual stores, virtual get togethers, a place that we can connect face to face, but on a metaverse. And so you're able to interact like you would in the real world. Say you want to buy something or, uh, I mean, is it like a peer to peer interaction with say cryptocurrency and these NFTs. So what the metaverse will be, we're just at the beginning stage of. There's so many possibilities, but as I see it, exactly right. It's going to be a place in which you can go. You can go to a virtual coffee shop. You can go to a virtual art gallery and you can buy NFTs online, for example, something we talked about a little previously. Were we recording when we talked about that, though? 
I'm not sure. I don't remember if we were about the, I ran into the girl in the, in the bar and she had posted this NFT and immediately she made 400 bucks. It was a picture of a leaf. And then four days later is when I saw her smiling at the, at the bar ordering a bloody or whatever. And I'm like, why are you so happy? You just look super happy. And she's like, this piece of art just, I, I just sold it. I just made four grand. That's crazy. It's crazy, but it's not crazy. Earlier this year, there was actually an NFT of a rock sold for over a million dollars. And in case we didn't cover it, let me just jump on into that quickly. So NFT stands for non-fungible token. And what these are is they can be broken down into fractal ownership for things like real estate. So someone, a homeowner, could sell part of their property to a large number of investors into a form of tokenized real estate. This is something we already see. But in this sense, it would be moved to a blockchain technology. Interesting. And how does the blockchain work? Is that how crypto is mined? That's one form of it. Blockchain technology is something we can dive into in a full episode. But really, to shortly sum it up, yes, it is a more decentralized version of the future. It's something that we're moving away from a centralized platform such as Zillow and bring it more to the consumer on an individual level. So peer to peer, peer to peer. That's that's very interesting. You you had mentioned something uh, about Zillow. Um, can you speak on that? I was pretty interested to hear about that. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of us have seen recently on the headlines. Zillow had their iBuyer program recently collapse. They had uh, said that they had an algorithm problem that they were overestimating for buyers on their home purchase and essentially overpaying the last couple of years. Really? So what's going on? So what's going on is they were using a AVM model to determine what the house is worth. This data would compress a ton of data to come up with an offer price. Ultimately, Zillow thought that by taking out the realtor of the equation, who simply has a gut feeling that they were going to be able to time the market. They're going to be able to time the market. So, Hmm. Well, that, that sounds interesting. I know, I know we get, uh, as realtors, we get Zillow leads and, um, I haven't interacted with too many clients from Zillow, but I could definitely understand why, you know, how it's so convenient to be able to pick up your phone and look at houses. And then it somehow you, you either go through one of those apps that must give all the leads to people that pay the most money. That's my understanding of it. I haven't worked Zillow leads myself, but I do know that this model has completely failed on Zillow. And uh, in return in the past month, their stock is down 25%. When compared to EXPI, we're actually up 8% in the past month. Yeah, that's, well, that's a no-brainer. EXP's awesome. It's the future. Yeah. What's your favorite part about EXP? I like how I feel at any time of the day I can go into that uh, virtual world and walk up to somebody's desk that's actually live there in front of their computer and interact with them. So Um, you're telling me that EXPI is already on the metaverse. You know, yeah, that's actually what this is reminding me of. Um, So that's kind of cool. I mean, that's one of the reasons I feel supported. The other thing I really like about it is that the going back to that, um, 
what's the term for the crypto, the, when you're appropriating your dollar, dollar cost averaging, dollar cost averaging. So, um, that's just a, the way they buy their employees stock, you know, they, that, that whole program is really, I think, fantastic. Yeah. Their stock revenue sharing program is actually what pulled me into EXPI myself. The idea that I can go out and sell houses and then additionally be paid in stocks from EXPI that are going to increase over time. Yeah. That's, that's really, really cool. And I, uh, I love it yourself that we do have a form of the metaverse. I can go on there with IT questions, for example, and pull a number. I wait in a little virtual waiting room and then I'm pulled to a table for them to take over my computer and help me troubleshoot. Yeah, that's that's really cool. A little freaky, but cool. It's the future. Let's hope other companies go that direction. Yeah, everybody just start working from home, less traffic on the road. That'd be, that would be pretty nice. So what else do you want to talk about? Uh, there's one other thing with the metaverse I wanted to touch on. I want your opinion as another realtor. Okay. So the metaverse currently has this company called Metaverse Property in which people are buying digital real estate. What's your opinion on that? Why well, don't even know what that means. I don't even know what it means myself either. It's such a new concept. But from my understanding in the metaverse, you are able to buy plots of land currently for around $7,000. And they're going through brokerages that are online to buy this. Okay. Oh, I, I mean, is this a I next to be Zillow situation? Will this be something that'll work out? Where do you see it going? Well, is the meta metaverse a land like Google earth that this building is here, this building is here, and this is actually my house. And so the metaverse is a broad term. There's actually multiple different companies who are going to be competing to be that metaverse. So almost be like from we switch oh, to see. MySpace to Facebook. They want to I be see. that pioneer. Wow. I mean, I, I just don't, they already sell virtual real estate by when you sign up for a website, you know, the hosting. Absolutely. That, that spot. So essentially it's spots like that that are now, 3D and virtual. That is so crazy. And right now they're being run without actual realtors. One of my questions is, will that be something that you need to have a license for in the future? Possibly. I mean, you, it, you need to register your drone as a recreational flyer over so many grams. Um, you mentioned drones. Mm -hmm. I know you use drones for a bit in real estate. What do you do with that? Well, I, uh, I really like being able to send it up and get a bird's eye view to be able to look down at the land. I've always been into maps. Um, I, and so to be able to fly a drone and get that perspective, it just, it's really fun for me. And uh, the other thing I like about it is the camera capability, just going up and taking pictures and hyperlapses of sunsets and sunrises. Um, as far as, in, as real estate goes, I haven't charged for my service. All I've done is um, offer like when I'm showing a property or a house, I always throw my drone up for my clients and show them the lay of the land and take some pictures and send those with them. As a client, I would love that. Right. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think that's my favorite thing. I, I, I'm really into, uh, these stories of fishing and kind of 
presenting it in kind of like a documentary format. I've, I've always been into that. And so I've been using that drone to capture a lot of the points in those videos where I'm going to narrate. Um, it's just really spectacular footage. I know just recently you got a chance to use your drone. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. Uh, well, you mean yesterday or down in Oklahoma? The cool shot you showed of the seagulls. Oh, yeah. So my buddy Ben and I were out on the lake and we're just, it's kind of dark and we're coming back and I threw my drone up just to follow the boat and took it pretty high. And uh, all of a sudden in my camera, I'm, I'm, or my controller, you know, I use my phone for my viewer. It's my transmission. I see the water lifting up almost like these little white specks are just all of a sudden in motion and they were nearly invisible before they had lifted off the water. And it was thousands of seagulls. And so I got this really cool shot of the boat um, basically parting the seagulls ways. They just all lifted up and then flowed over and settled. Oh, that's beautiful. Sounds straight up National Geographic. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a really cool shot. Um, I don't even know the name of my YouTube channel, but I should plug it. If anybody uh, has ever heard of jugging for catfish... Or if you want to hear about it, learn about it, it's on my YouTube channel right While now. you look for that, what is jugging for catfish? Well, you got to watch the video. But it reminds me of a southern version of uh, ice fishing. You know, if you don't have ice, jugging is like pretty similar. And uh, all right, my YouTube channel. You can type in jugging for blues. That's the name of the video. That's me talking there here. Christopher Snyder. It's a picture of me playing my guitar. And that's the channel. I maybe I should figure out how to come up with a better intro to my YouTube channel, but uh next time. So yeah, you have sixty feet of line and it goes all the way down um to a two pound weight that's all the way deep. And then the top of that cord is anchored to a piece of PVC pipe that's been wrapped with a, one of those noodles, the pool noodles, pool noodles. This is not noodling, folks. Um, and you, you, you're able, you put a couple J-hooks up from that weight, like every six feet, and you bait them, and you just let those float around in the lake, and they float vertically. Sounds like a fun time. Dude. Yeah, we're, we're kayak fishing, and these catfish were just monsters. We got some, we got into some big cats. So, what's the biggest one you guys got? Um, Thirty pounds. Wow! And we caught several that were pushing that much. Um, the ones we kept were between four pounds and ten pounds, maybe a twelve pounder. It was awesome. So you mentioned a little bit about music in your guitar. Tell me a little bit about that. Oh, geez. You don't want to hear about that. I've, I've, I've been playing music a long time. I don't even know what you want to talk about. The last show at Ziggy's was really fun. Well, one thing I wanted to talk about as a new realtor is I know you mentioned you use that as a method of prospecting. It's a good way to get in front of people, talk to people, and they see who you really are. Yeah. You know, I've spent a lot of my life, what, 15 years now in playing music for venues and bars and weddings and all this that and the other and i feel like 
that's where I want to meet my clients, you know, because we're all just having a good time. And I, when moving here from Alaska, I got into like old country music and, you know, John Prine and Guy Clark and uh, just all those guys. And I really switched my music having moved from Alaska, a little more reggae in my style up there to here, which is like, all right, we're going to play some country music and folk music. And then I'm getting into bluegrass now. And down in the Ozarks, it's called red dirt music, red dirt. It's good. It's like rocking rockabilly country. It's really good. Gritty. That sounds like such a great way to meet clients. People are going to have a similar mindset as you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's fun just going out and seeing people and, the whole COVID thing really locked me down. And the, the thing I missed the most was the actual energy in the room between the music and the people enjoying the music. Yeah. I've missed concerts the most myself over this past couple of years. I think December 18th is the ugly sweater party at uh, Ziggy's in Stillwater. And the Snyder team is going to be involved. We're going to do some Christmas carols. Uh, Rachel's going to sing. You're not going to want to miss Rachel singing. I Have you heard her sing? I've heard it's very good. I can't wait to hear it. Rachel, if you're listening, get ready. You can call in right now if you want to sing us a song. Who else should we try? Should we try another one? I feel like Matt would answer. Matt would? All right. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Matt's been on the Snyder team for the longest? I think so, yeah. What's up, my man? Hey, buddy. I just want to disclose to you that uh, you're on you're on the podcast here. We were just, uh, Devin and I were checking in to see how Las Vegas is. Vegas is fun. The conference hasn't started really yet. It starts at about 1.30 here. Oh, okay. Yeah, we were going to call yeah. you. We were going to call you earlier, but we figured you guys were in a big room somewhere. No, it starts at around 1.30 and then we're going to hit it hard. Cool, man. When are you going to be coming back to town? I am back on Thursday. Okay. Well, dude, travel safe. When you get back into town, I want to tell you about this big buck. Big what? I saw a big buck. Oh, yeah. Dude, it was huge. Well, tell me about it when we get back, man. Yeah, I will. Enjoy the poolside. Thanks, man. All right. Thanks for calling. Yeah, tell everybody hi. Bye. I will. Bye. Let me figure out what voice I should use. Very nice. Should I? Do you think you would believe me? I think that's believable. Irvington, Wisconsin. And we do a little bit of hillbilly stuff out there. Right on. Playing with Tannerite. Uh, yeah, let's let's give a shout out. We recently had somebody, uh, a group, come and uh, join our team and help us with the transaction coordination. And uh, yeah, they're, they're absolutely fantastic to work with super timely and reliable and, and very open communication. Would you say? Oh, absolutely. Twin cities transaction coordinators has just been a lovely company to work with myself. I uh, had an open house last weekend. I was heading home. My team leader wanted to do another open house, gave me their number. And within five minutes, they had scheduled another open house for me as an agent being on the road. This is so useful. Yeah. Very. So, um, yeah, just we'd like to take our hats off to you guys. Thank you. All right, Devin. It's been a lot of fun, man. 
I'm looking forward to uh, doing this more together and coming up with some cool, cool topics to talk about. Um, we can kind of change it up each time and just give a big shout out to the Snyder team. You know, I'm excited to see what we do with this. Uh, big shout out to the Snyder team for giving us a space and the opportunity to do this. And it's been a lot of fun, Chris. Yeah. right. Maybe on. I'll see you on the metaverse. Yeah. See you on the metaverse, brother. And that concludes the Wood and Water podcast. I sounded really ridiculous. I love that. <laughs> Excuse me. Make it a beautiful day. Thank you. Don't you know?